It's Monday here in the North Shore Drive podcast. I'm Chris Carter from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. We're going to be joined by Ray Fittipaldo, one of our great Steelers beat writers. We're going to talk about the Steelers wide receiver situation in depth in this, in this episode because the Steelers need to add to this wide receiver room. But how do they do it? Draft, free agency, who are their options? And though their history of picking wide receivers in the draft is great, this is a new front office. What are going to be the challenges with the new scouting department? We'll talk about all that here and more on the North Shore Drive podcast. Let's get into it. You are now listening to the North Shore Drive Podcast, a show on all things Pittsburgh sports from the writers of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, hosted by Christopher Carter. Hello and welcome to the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I'm your host, Chris Carter. He's Ray Fittipato. This is a Monday, Wednesday, and Friday podcast. You can get on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this channel to get all of the episodes of this show and all the daily content that comes out from all of our Pittsburgh sports writers across the Post-Gazette. As always, this show is brought to you by Mike's Beer Bar, the best bar in all of Pittsburgh. When you go to Mike's Beer Bar, they have over 500 different available beers. 300 of those beers are local. 80 of those local beers are available on tap. We'll talk more about them in a minute here but Ray I want to talk to you about the Steelers wide receiver situation because it, it, it was a very up and down season as far as the talk about this group because you know one minute George Pickens is catching 70 yard touchdowns next next minute he's not blocking well enough and then he's being talked about and then he's talking about things that kind of put shine light on him Deontay Johnson's making comments and then at the end of the season both of them are making plays in big situations to help them get to the playoffs it was just a very roller coaster season for the Steelers in general, but wide receiver specifically. At this stage, though, I think you look at reasonably the guys who you expect to be here next year: Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Calvin Austin. All right. Feels like to me the Steelers are going to need to add to this wide receiver room and soon. Where do you see them making this ad? Is it a free agency type of year, a draft type of year, or do they do it in both with both uh, type types of ways? I think it's probably both, Chris. I'm probably looking at a low to mid-tier free agent receiver coming in. Uh, You know, another version of Allen Robinson. Obviously, you're not going to pay that much money, um, you know, to a guy like Robinson. Um, But a veteran who could maybe be a mentor to those young receivers and hopefully have a little bit more left in the tank than Robinson did um, this past season. So I, I think that's a move that they could and should make. I don't think they're going to break the bank, but I also think you have to invest in a young receiver too in the draft because Deontay Johnson is entering the final year of his contract. And honestly, Chris, I don't know what the likelihood of him signing another deal is. Uh, I think Pat Fryermuth is going to be the bigger um, uh, target this offseason for an extension. Uh, I think they want to get that done first. Perhaps they could do Johnson again, but I just don't get a strong feeling that they want to go down that road again. So that's um, that's something to keep an eye on. So I think I think it's going to be both. I think it'll be a low to mid-tier free agency signing, and then I think it'll be a day two, early day three type of pick for a young receiver. Yeah, that, that's where I see it as well. Um, I just, I feel like, like you said, even if they had another wide receiver in the, in the mix, you need to have an answer for what's going to happen for with Deontay Johnson next year. Cause like you said, 
Deontay Johnson, if he signs another extension with, with the Steelers, that's big money he's going to be signing for. Yeah. He can ask for a lot of really good money, and that's going to be something I think the Steelers might not be as interested in because they need to they need to pay other guys coming up soon. You know, George Pickens' contract is going to be coming. That's, and I think that's the really big thing here is that Pickens isn't due money this year, but after this year – they're going to have to explore that. And, you know, this 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 was what, his, his third year in the NFL. This will be, what, his third year in the NFL coming up. So after that, you know, you're going to be on the last year of his deal. I yeah. feel like they're going to want to get him to sign a deal before, you know, that fourth season starts uh, to kind of quell any, you know, imagination of him not being with the team long term with his playmaking ability. And if you if, if you signing him, it's going to be really tough to sign Deontay Johnson and, and then address other things like Pat Frymuth, like <laughs> Najee Harris, um, you know, the, those type of guys that they need to pay coming up soon. Yeah. So um, all that being said, I'm right with you. They need to find other answers that can be other compliments to the wide receiver move that, that you know, once Deontay Johnson leaves. Because, again, you know, Calvin Austin, I thought he had flashes. But, you know, in his first real NFL season, because this was his second year in the NFL, but he was hurt all of his first year, you know, yeah. I think he, he had flashes, but they were obvious, like, hey, there's ways he needs to grow. He, he didn't deal with press very well. You know, when guys pressed him at the line of scrimmage, he didn't know how to get off of that. And he could get better at that. But you can't bank on that. And I do think it would behoove the Steelers to go get somebody who can kind of challenge to be the second or third option um, behind uh, uh, behind Pickens in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, people talk about this is a huge year for Kenny Pickett. It is. But I think it's a huge year for these receivers, too. Mm -hmm. um, this is a huge year for George Pickens. Um, do the Steelers want to invest big money in him um, in a second contract if they think he's going to continue to maybe be um, kind of a pain in the neck that he has been? So um, they're in a really interesting situation, um, you, know, you know, right now. Um, you know, Pickens, they have him for two more years under his control, under their control, excuse me. Um, but I think we'll get we'll get a sign this offseason of how strongly they feel about the future. I think if it's a early day three pick, maybe one of the two fourth rounders, that's probably a signal that, you know, they're probably thinking about re-signing Pickens. Listen, if they go second round receiver, I don't know. Maybe that's a sign that uh you know, maybe they want to get their number one receiver for the future in this draft. It's a very good draft for receivers. So um, I don't think they've made their decision on that right now. I think Mike Tomlin is a big George Pickens guy. He believes in him. But it remains to be seen how much the front office wants to put up with some of the um, headaches in the locker room, um, some of the effort stuff on the field. I mean, that's that's a big part of this equation, too. It, it certainly is. And, and if I remember correctly, when they brought in Allen Robinson, the idea was that he could be a guy who could help settle the room, be a veteran leader. But it, it's kind of tough for you to be a veteran leader, right, Ray, when you're not contributing in big ways. Like, you know, if you're going to be a veteran leader, you know, like Jericho Cotri, when he came in back in like the early 2010s, he was one of the leading receivers on the team. Like there was yep. that was, you know, and, and that was with a young receiving core. So he could set a yep. tone in a different way there. Allen Robinson was the third option and the receivers in like the fifth or sixth option in the total offense. So, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's tough for that guy to have a voice in the room unless it's, you know, unless, unless it's like, you know, 
you know, uh, uh, trying to think of like, like a Terrell Owens or someone comes in with this huge resume. And it's like, obviously, he's not what he used to be. But that guy is like one of the greatest receivers of all time. And Allen Robinson is not in that category. But that, with that being said, I do think there are options in free agency the Steelers could consider. One of which was I, I, re, I recently tweeted about because he attended a game that I covered for Pitt Basketball. We'll talk about who that is, a local favorite, in a minute here on the North Shore Drive podcast. Chris Carter, Ray Fittipato, stick with us. we got a lot to discuss. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Mike's Beer Bar, the best bar in all of Pittsburgh. When you go to Mike's Beer Bar, you're going to walk in. You're going to be wowed because it is a heaven for people who love beer and love sports. Mike's Beer Bar has over 20 televisions that, can, that, that literally they're always on sports all the time. And when you're there, you also you can reserve any of those televisions to be on whatever game you want. You want to watch women's hockey? It's there. At Pe- Penguins game or any other NHL game? That that too. Pit basketball, NBA, any action you get you can get Duquesne basketball even. They've had people reserve televisions with those games spe- specifically for them. It all can happen for you right at Mike's Beer Bar. And when you're there, you're also experiencing one of their 500 different available beers. 300 of those beers are from the local area, and 80 of those local beers are available on tap. And we and they always switch new ones in and out. And trust me, Brian Batko, we've been in there in the wee hours of the morning setting up for shows. And when, we, when we're there, we're seeing them put in new menus almost every single day because they're always getting you new beers to try out. They also have amazing food like Steak on a Stone where you get your choice cut of steak brought to you on a heated stone. And every time you cut off a piece, you press it into that heated stone and you can choose how well done you want every bite of your steak. You got to go to Mike's Beer Bar, the best bar in all of Pittsburgh. When you get there, tell them Chris sent you. Back here at the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, Chris Carter, Ray Fittipato. We're talking about the Steelers wide receiver situation. And Ray one thing kind of popped up when it was kind of interesting. I'm covering Pitt basketball. They're beating down Louisville at the Peterson Events Center. It's a pretty packed venue. And at one point, they show a former Pitt favorite, Tyler Boyd. He's there courtside. He points at the, at the camera, and he's on the jumbotron, and everyone starts cheering. And I tweet out that he's there. And then all of a sudden, everyone's like, please come on, please come on, Tyler. We missed you. Come on, man. Come back to the Steelers, back to where he's from. You know, that that guy, he came from this, this local area. And, and look, he's a local guy who excelled at Pitt for many years and, and was a big name going out. He would be an, I think he would, he wouldn't be in the Terrell Owens category of a guy coming back, but he would be an interesting free agent candidate who I think the Steelers should consider if it's a reasonable price to bring him in because. He'd be a veteran. I think he's still a good veteran who could come in and he could kind of operate as a slot option, I think, uh, in between Pickens and Johnson lining up on the outside. What say you about him versus maybe some other free agent options? Yeah, I think football wise, I I think that would be um, a strong move that the Steelers should consider. Um, Financially, how does it work now? Tyler Boyd coming off a second contract with the Bengals that paid him $43 million dollars over the last four seasons. So let's say he's not in that ballpark anymore. Let's say he wants seven, eight million on a two-year contract now. Do you want to make him your second highest paid receiver right now to, to maybe fill a void for a year or two um, when you have a lot of other free agency needs that you're you're probably going to have to address as well? Cornerback, likely one of them. Defensive line possibly as well. So I think football-wise, that would be an ideal move for the Steelers to make. I just don't know if they could make that work within the constraints of their salary cap right now. 
Yeah, I'm I'm right with you here. Is that the the money would need to be talked about because you're talking about a guy like you're saying he's probably going to want like eight million dollars a year. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and if if and that's 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 good money for a wide receiver. Um, he's also 29 years old. So like, that's still, that's like prime age for a wide receiver to be there. But that's the thing is that if it's, it's prime age and Tyler Boyd ain't trying to just come home and get it and, and play for a discount. He's trying to get paid before he gets too old to get a pay. Like this might be his neck, his, his last best shot at getting a really good payday. So, um, I, I do think that that's, that that's a big concern there. Um, but I'm gonna go over some other names. Now I'm going to skip past like the, uh, the, like the really big ones that there's not, they're not going to go get <coughs> Higgins, you know, another Bengals receiver. He's not going to be, I, I think this, the Penguins might even just franchise tag him to keep him around. Michael Pittman from the Colts, another guy that they're not going to be able to afford Mike Evans, you know, those guys are gone. But if you go down the list past the, the Calvin Ridley's, you know, you start getting to guys like Boyd, you know, Curtis Samuels of the Commanders. Could he be an option? Kendrick Bourne of the of the Patriots. Um, you know, one of those big name wide receivers who hasn't been as big in the, in the past couple years is Michael Thomas. And he's a free agent from the Saints. And now he's had injury issues, but that could make him an interesting, you know, kind of veteran to add to the room and see and see what he brings there. Um, and then there's other guys also like K.J. Osborne. Who could fit in there? Uh, do you think the Steelers should go for an older type of wide receiver, or try to catch one of those guys that are just coming off of their rookie deals and just didn't resign with their team? You know, Bourne would be an interesting guy. Had some success in New England, and you mm-hmm. think, you know, maybe there's a little bit more meat on that bone because you know the offensive coordinator um, thing up there had been a circus um, for the last couple of years. The quarterback situation hasn't been good for a couple of years. So you think, oh, maybe get him in a different offense. Maybe, um, you know, he could put up some stats. So of all those that you just mentioned, I would say Bourne, um, you know, would be a guy that, you know, um, that, that I could see them going after. Um, but even if you're looking at even like low tier guys, and this is a guy I keep coming back to, I thought he was really impressive a couple of years ago, but he's had injuries and it's Quez Watkins from, from the mm. Eagles. Um, connection obviously there to, to Andy Weidel, um, had success early, been banged up lately, didn't have a good year last year. If you're looking to get someone on the cheap in that one to two million dollar range that you had been paying to Allen Robinson, I think Watkins could be a guy like that because you're not looking for a guy, Chris, to come in here and put up a thousand yards. You're looking right. for a guy four or five hundred yards, be a good guy in the locker room, be a leader catch two, three touchdowns. That's kind of what you're looking for in your number three receiver. So I, that's maybe the more more the type of guy that I would be looking for. But I think, you know, Bourne would probably, um, you know, be attractive as well if, if the number was right on him too. Quez Watkins would be an, be, be one there. Uh, another guy I think could be interesting, Donovan Peoples-Jones, a guy they faced with the with the Browns before. And again, that's a guy you don't have to pay a lot of money for. And if it doesn't work, it, does, it doesn't work. Um, and I think that's that's certainly a, a, another name that you could you know ex- explore there. Um, you know, uh, I, I think it's just going to be interesting to see what what kind of deal that they want to dish out for wide receiver right now because, like you said, they they have some other things that they have to address. Like you know, they need they they're going to have free agency money this year this year to go to go spend out and go get some guys. But 
I think they this team needs a needs a corner to be added to, added to this room, uh, added to that room. They, this this team needs you know help on the offensive line, whether it's tackle center, tackle or center. Um, you know, even if they're addressing one or both of those positions in the draft, um, you know, I think this team should be looking at safety as well. When you look at you know Demonte Casey, Keanu Neal, do you want to run it back with those guys as Mika Fitzpatrick partners? That so Mika Fitzpatrick can't be the superstar safety that's more of the center fielder i think those are legitimate questions that you have right now um for the, for this for the steelers as far as like what they have to do um with with uh, with their other money in free agency and it's and it's wide receiver worth it to spend there but as we also talked about there's chances to do that in this draft clash and where again i'm not saying i'm not picking i'm having them going in for a first round wide receiver they're not going to get like a dunze or brian thomas or any of those guys but let's say they waited around to like the second round and you know or the third round guys like Roman Wilson the wide receiver out of Michigan who had a really good senior bowl week you you co- you covered that Ricky Pearsall of yeah. uh of, of Florida Johnny Wilson of Florida State um I really like Malachi Corley of Western Kentucky yeah. Th- there's some good middle round guys or second and third round guys that you could that you could take here and say like hey you know this guy could be part of your future moving forward. Do you see that in the card for the Steelers to make a day two pick at wide receiver? I do. And I don't know that it would be as early um, as the second round. It could be, but they've been really good at, you know, getting guys in the middle rounds, you know, third round. Um, I know it's a different regime, but Emmanuel Sanders, Mike Wallace, all those guys were really good players um, for the Steelers. Um, a generation or so ago. So, um, yeah, I, I think you just mentioned all the guys who were at the Senior Bowl. And, you know, those top three guys that you mentioned, um, Malik Neighbors, Mar- Marvin Harrison Jr., um, all those guys, those are top 10 picks. After that, top 10, top 15, after that, it's really what flavor do you want, right? Like what guy would fit your offense? What do you need? And I think you can get those guys on day or do, uh, day three. You don't have to invest a first round pick to get a guy who's going to fit your offense. So Sears are in a really good position in this draft. It's deep in a lot of their positions of need. And I think they could wait till the third round and get a good, really good receiver that uh, could, you know, potentially step into their offense and, and have a role next season. Absolutely. And I think that's where it's going to be interesting to see if they could find that guy. But one topic I want to explore with you right here is, you know, you talked about that past success they've had at, at drafting wide receivers. Like you said, they've gotten some really good guys in the middle rounds, the late rounds. Uh, they found a way to, to kind of just replenish that wide receiver room for many years for Ben Roethlisberger. But the people who did that, who were behind drafting those guys, they're all gone. I want to talk to you about that 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 uh that turnover they've had in the front office and how that might impact selecting wide receivers and, and what that'll what that'll look like moving forward that and more here on the north shore drive podcast from the pittsburgh post cassette chris carter ray for the potto stick with us we'll be right back We're back here on the North Shore Drive podcast. It's the from the Pittsburgh Post. It's Chris Carter, Ray Fittipato. Ray, let's talk about some of the other options out here because, um, like you said, we're going to skip past all the first-round guys here and, and even some of the second-round guys. Like I, I, I kind of agree, like, the, the way the Steelers have their needs right now, you know, if they don't get it, if they get – 
if they don't get a center in the first round, they're trying to get a center in the second round. I think they, like, that's the cutoff point for finding a guy who could start next year and kind of be that guy moving forward. But wide receiver, like you said, like this year, they have their one-two punch at wide receiver. So like they don't necessarily need to find the next superstar wide receiver in this draft. It always helps to find a star, star wide receiver. Um, but looking at this class, you know, we're talking about trying to find guys in the third, fourth, and fifth rounds. And if if you're if you're a Steelers fan, you're like, well, that sounds easy because they did that all the time. And you look back at their history over the past, you know, 13 years or so. And and, and you're right, you know, George Pickens, the second round pick, you know, looks like a lot of people are talking about maybe he should have been a first round pick with his production that he's brought up. Deontay Johnson, a third round pick who's really worked out for them. Uh, and they've had their misses. James Washington certainly was a second round pick that didn't work out. But Juju Smith-Schuster really worked out for them for a, for a time. Um, you know, Martavis Bryant in the fourth round, though he didn't last long, he was definitely effective marcus wheaton was a good third third round pick uh who brought some veteran experience and then like you said uh what they called the young money crew with emmanuel sanders and mike wallace and antonio brown that was really kind of the group that kind of really channeled and said oh man the Steelers are really good at this so they've hit a lot there before but as we've been talking about it's not just omar khan and andy weidel that are different anymore they've overturned a lot of the staff, guys like, you know, Dave Pettit, Mark Gorshak, guys who were long standing members of the Steelers front office and their scouting department, they're somewhere else now. So that's those are big changes that you're talking about in the front office. And, you know, for a group that was able to find some of those talented players, what do you think the challenge is to kind of be able to get back and hit on wide receivers in today's NFL draft kind of climate? Yeah, I mean, this new regime is going to have to prove that they're just as good at drafting receivers as Kevin Colbert and his front office staff was. I think the thing that Omar and Andy have going for them, though, is it's a really good group of receivers this year. I mean, you don't have to, you know, have a receiving specialist scout on your staff to to break all these guys down. I mean, you can get um, you can get guys probably in the fourth round who are going to end up being really good players. Um, in this league. So, you know, I go back to Andy's time with the Eagles. I think he invested two first round picks in receivers. I think he had a hit rate of 50%. Jalen Rager didn't work out, but Devonta Smith has worked out to agree to a degree. I think, you know, Devonta Smith is a good player. Um, so, you know, Andy had his, you know, small track record when he was running the draft in Philadelphia before he came here, um, you know, did okay. But I, you know, I, I think, you're right. I think these guys are going to have to prove um, that they're as good as Kevin was when it comes to receivers. It's it's not going to be easy. I think that's the thing is that it's not easy to, to have that kind of track record. But like you said, if there's a year to kind of start doing that, this year's draft class looks like a, a really good opportunity. Um, there's there's route runners, there's big guys, there's fast guys, there's hands guys, there's all sorts of different styles of wide receivers. And I think that's the other question here is what kind of wide receiver do you get? Because you know, Deontay Johnson, he's a route runner, like he he is he gets open, he gets in and out of his breaks really quickly. He's one of the better route runners at creating separation in the league. And I know some Steelers fans are like, Oh, he's not that good, and like actually, he kind of is. Like, he when you when you watch him on tape, he does that. And this year, he only had two drops compared to like the seven or eight he had the year before so he was much more consistent this season I think that Deontay Johnson has just been a victim of not being with the Steelers when they've had prime quarterback play his first year Ben Roethlisberger threw his shoulder out and there or threw his elbow out and then uh 
Um, then he kind of got old man Ben for two years. And then he, you know, had Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky or Mason Rudolph. And, you know, that's imagine if he gets, you know, 2015 Ben Roethlisberger, what he could have done. Who knows? Maybe we're talking about him like we do Emmanuel Sanders or someone else. But um, I think that's the kind of route that they might need to look at in this draft is because there's there's guys who are big play guys like like the one guy out of, out of uh, Florida State, Johnny Wilson. Six seven, like this guy's huge as a wide receiver. He could he could be a tight end for how tall he is, and he could go up and get the ball. But I think the Steelers need to find some of the guys who are more elite at just getting open. Uh, you you have your guy in George Pickens who can be that prototypical wide receiver one build, tall, lanky frame that goes up and gets the ball. They need a guy who could cut up secondaries with how well that he he runs his routes, and that's the direction I think they should go. Yeah, I mean, I, ideally, I think it's a versatile guy who can evolve over time because if you look at just the 2024 season, Chris, with Deontay Johnson in the full for one more season, you probably just need a slot guy for this year, right? Mm-hmm. It could be a big-bodied slot. It could be that crafty, typical slot to get open. But I think that's what this offense needs right now. But you're also building for the future in the draft, too. You're building – for a time when Deontay Johnson isn't here. So yeah. I think the crafty route runner, that guy who can get open opposite George Pickens is going to be really important beyond 2024 too. So the real, uh, the Steelers are really good at kind of, um, uh, you know, the team building aspect of it, getting guys in place for roles down the road. And I think that's something to watch for receiver too. Um, can you get a guy this year? Who's your number three? who plays a different role than maybe what he's going to play in the future. I mean, that's that, that's what they kind of have to figure out here over the next couple of weeks and couple of months. I, I have a couple of names for Steelers fans that to keep an eye on in the draft process for, you know, not a first or second round guy, but maybe a third or fourth round guy, guys who could be there. Javon Baker out of Central yep. Florida, 6'1". I, you know, just from what I've seen, I haven't studied every game of his, but from what I've seen, he's a good route runner. He has he has good hands. He can he can he can get up and go and go get the football. He can you know have, make plays deeper down the field. Um, and he's six one, two oh five. So you can move him. Or he could play on the outside or he could play in the slot. He's quick enough to kind of get in there. Another guy, Malik Washington out of Virginia. Now he's smaller. He's five eight. But he's really quick, has good ball skills, is able to is able to you know snag balls that are outside of his right outside of his frame, um, and he he can get out on people because you can line them up in the slot. So I think it's it's like what you said. Do you want a specific type of wide receiver? Do you want to get another outside wide receiver, a slot wide receiver? Do you want to get a flexible guy? And that's where it's going to be tricky to see where they want to get a receiver because like like we've been talking about and we'll keep talking about with the draft they have several positions of need they can get a center they can get a tackle they can get a defensive tackle a linebacker a safety a corner there's so many positions out there and so wide receivers sometimes can sometimes seem like a luxury but in today's NFL with what you want to be able to do with your offenses, having athletic wide receivers can open up so much for your game. Heck, again, look at the end of the season for the Steelers. You know, it wasn't that Mason Rudolph threw, you know, some serious bombs to those guys. There were a couple of those passes Deontay Johnson and George Pickens just caught and took off for like 70, 80 yards. And it, it helps having those types of playmakers in your offense. So, I'm with you. I think that there's that they could look here and find those guys in this year's draft, and that could kind of you know keep the keep the confidence up in the front office that hey, this the, the Pittsburgh Steelers can still draft wide receivers pretty well because, like you said, like the Eagles, 
they they had a few misses uh, o- over the past several years. You think back to Nelson Aguilar, who was he was he was a first round pick way back when that th- that didn't work out. I'm not I don't think he was Andy Weidel's tenure, but like as an, as was, a, he was 2015. Was, yeah, the, Andy came. Andy got there in 16. So. so that so like that was before him, but like over the years, like the Eagles felt like they couldn't get it right at wide receiver because they kept yeah. picking high and they kept messing up. The Ravens, look at them, uh, just you know, just across the division, they have picked uh, at wide receiver. I think Zay Flowers has been a good addition, but I mean, how many times have they picked guys? Heck, Miles Boykin was an earlier pick for them, uh, and he's like you know the fifth option for the Steelers this past year. So yeah. it is not. And I think sometimes Steelers fans, you know, this is one of those places where you can say Steelers fans have been spoiled by good wide receiver picks o- over the years. But this is a place where I, I think that this this new front office has to prove that they're just as good as the last one at finding guys without spending high at wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, look at the look at the way the Green Bay Packers treat receivers. I mean, they they draft two or three guys every year, mm-hmm. and they've hit the last couple of years. Now the Steelers aren't going to do that, but don't be surprised. If they take a receiver on day two or early day three, they've done it a lot of years. You have to continue. That's one position where you have to continually have guys be ready um, because guys move on for second contracts. All those guys you mentioned earlier, Chris, Juju left after one contract. Um, Sanders left after one contract. Usually you target one guy you want to keep uh, as a receiver. And for a lot of those years, it was Heinz Ward for the Steelers, but you know, Plex was gone after one contract. Mike Wallace gone after one contract. So that's a position where you c- continually have to have guys who can step up and play because it's just, just a position where there's a lot of turnover on your roster from year to year. I also think it benefits that there's a lot of receivers that come out every single year that you can see you can see confidence in or give you reason to draft. And maybe that's kind of the, with the market of wide receivers – you can find other ones in in the draft class to build around your star wide receiver. And right now, I think the Steelers do have that star in George Pickens uh, as long as he continues his upward trajectory uh, from his first two years. But there's still a lot of other aspects to cover with the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll be doing that here. The Combine is about a week away. We will be in Indianapolis covering the Combine, giving you our first our first uh, first look insights into the players we talked to, uh, Omar Khan, the Steelers front office, getting a chance to kind of see what they're approaches and we'll give you all those live approach next week but this week we'll be getting you ready for that with all our preview looks stay tuned for more here from the pittsburgh post gazette and the north shore drive podcast chris carter ray fittipato thanks again for tuning in remember to check us out on your favorite podcasting apps and on youtube like this video if you enjoyed subscribe to this channel to get all of our daily content and our monday wednesday friday episodes of this show and remember to check out the our, our sponsor the best bar in pittsburgh mike's beer bar from chris carter ray fittipato see you wednesday here on the north shore drive podcast Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. If you watch this video on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our channel. For all the sports coverage from the Post-Gazette that we have to offer, visit post-gazette.com.